All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a potty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Brian Chesko. Brian, why'd you, why'd you delay? Had to wait for Scott to not say anything. Brian Scott is out vacationing with his family yes how dare him well look i thought we were his family we are like a second family to him <laughs> but he uh would he rather actually, spend time with his real family at the actual beach he's not he's close to it well close enough to yeah them. i mean it's it's sort of yeah it's vacation he's a big corona guy and he is not, so corny that he will <laughs> say he finds his beach whenever he drinks corona which is really dumb <laughs> I only can hope that's true. Even without Scott, we are coming at you like a Fabinho snot rocket while you Eden Hazard your way on the ground through the end of the FPL season. Wow, well played. Honestly, Dave, of all the storyline weeks for Scott to miss. I know. This is like the worst one ever for him to... For to not be here. This is so selfish. I know. Only thinking of himself and his family. Yeah. Well, should we give our message to Scott real quick? Let's Since he'll probably sure. listen. Scott, yeah, we sure. miss you. Dave said pre-show that he'll be the Ashley Barnes to your Joe Bennett when you get back, whatever that means. <laughs> I did say that. Uh, what are we doing here today? Hey, Dave? listen, we're going to keep this kind of short and sweet. Okay. I think, as we discussed before, we've hit the record button. That it was important to discuss a few things. Obviously, we want to just give some thoughts about Match Week 35. Mm-hmm. There's Fun. a lot of storylines going on, yep. but we're not going to hit everything. It's impossible. No, there's no way. So We mentioned the two biggest things right now anyway. So f- True. Completely and the true. other third biggest thing we'll get to in a segment we do later. <laughs> so one of the segments that we've never done before, but we've kind of alluded to it, but I thought it was pertinent after this past week. Mm-hmm. When Scott drilled us on, are these teams at the beach? Yeah, yeah. Right? At the beach meaning, hey, you're not fighting for top six. Mm-hmm. You're not fighting the relegation fight. Safe enough. You you end up being safe. There's nothing near the end of the season to really play for. So you kind of start taking some games off, right? So then when we say at the beach, that's widely used in the football slash soccer realm. Hey, and it's totally fair to explain that because not everyone is a veteran here. There might be some new folks that don't understand simple lingo like that, so we're helpful. We, we want to always try to be helpful. That's right. So we are going to do a segment that we like to call Beach or Fake Beach. Whoa. Brian, you ever been to a fake beach? Yes, I've been to at least one fake beach. And, and I would <laughs> count anything that has sand next to a lake as a fake beach. I agree, and I wanted to bring that up. A lot of people would probably fight us on that. Yeah. I agree. That is a fake beach. A lake beach is a fake beach. That's a good rhyme. There we go. So the rest of the podcast, though, will be not just dedicated to real beach or fake beach, but we're going to quickly look at relegation battle. We'll do our best to give you a, an overview of the top six in addition to that with a look ahead at possibly a league-changing, mini-league-changing FPL standing changing double week, the final double week of this FPL season, which starts on Saturday, kicks it right off with possibly the match of the weekend. Uh, Yeah, amazing. With Manchester City 
and Tottenham playing the third of their of the matches that they'll play against each other here in short on a short span of time. We will know by that match a lot, I think, about what the rest of the FPL season looks like because one of those two clubs will be out of the Champions League at that point, which I think will say a lot about lineups for both of them the rest of the way. I agree. Absolutely. Listen, match week 35 coming up. The last double match week, a lot of people might be playing bench boost. A lot of people might be free hitting. Yep. A lot of people might be wild card going in. So there's there's a lot of important things we want to try to get mm-hmm. to. So, uh, Brian? Yeah, we definitely want to get onto this and get on to what it is we are getting onto. All right, Brian. Yeah. Starting off top of the table. Mm-hmm. Let's start with Liverpool Chelsea. Yeah. Liverpool had not beaten Chelsea in their last nine matches. Yep. We talked about how Chelsea had put together a bit of a uh, unbeaten run against Liverpool, and that uh, unbeaten run came to a uh, abrupt halt. Liverpool looked the part. I felt like they looked the part of a champion level club. Yeah, I think everybody and we we have a, a mini league full of Liverpool fans. I feel, uh, I feel like everybody they're insufferable. I think everybody kind of felt that way. <laughs> seeing the you know everybody made a big deal of the Andy Robertson slip and the recovery and you know Mo Salah's gorgeous form on his you know the on, world on, the worldy that on he has goal right? and Mane in the smoothness of his goal and even Eden Hazard couldn't couldn't break the spell. Even you know the best he could do is hit the post here. But yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I know from a fantasy perspective, anybody who uh, decided to stick with their Liverpool defensive assets yes. was happy here. Fantastic. Uh, Allison gets you an extra point for saves, and then all the back line ends up with, uh, with Vir- points. Virgil got three bonus points, yeah. I believe, in well, this Virgil match. Well, uh, Virgil, he deserved it. <laughs> yes, he, he deserves did. many, many more. Virgil van Dijk is the best center back, in my opinion, in the world. Chelsea, Brian... Some people own hazard owners. Mm-hmm. You probably weren't that surprised about this result. I was a little surprised about the result. I know I was. I know I was a panic click away from getting rid of Allison. I. I. You know I was going to play Andy Robertson. I think no matter what. But I. Yeah. I. I was kind of expecting Chelsea to score here. Hazard Brian is the second leading scorer in all of FPL mm-hmm. at eleven pounds. It it seems like, look, this past before Liverpool, he was coming off a sixteen and a fourteen. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. It is amazing, and but you know, and why you, does it feel so shaky? Well, it's always shaky with him. And I was going to say, there's nothing. We, you know, we none of the top six. We can talk about this a little bit more about in the beach segment. But none of the top six makes me as nervous as any anyone from Chelsea. I think yeah. defensively, especially. Uh, I don't trust anyone in their defense. I only, I think I was going to, that's my feeling is I only trust Hazard, and we all know how far that can go because I think everyone who has owned Eden Hazard has felt the, 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 the peaks and valleys feel higher and lower with Eden Hazard for whatever so, reason. I want to bring this up, and yeah. real quick, we'll be, all, we'll be done with Chelsea. Mainly focus on Hazard. They're home to Burnley, they're at United, they're home to Watford. And then they're at Leicester, mm-hmm. right? So Watford and Leicester playing at fairly high levels recently. Yep. United, yeah, they're fighting for a top four. So, I mean, that's a head, head-to-head match right there. Yep. Burnley at home. Burnley is coming off three wins. Yeah. It is Chris Wood time in, in Burnley Nation. We'll talk about We can get some stats on that in a minute. But, yeah, I'm... I, I, I'm you see my point, Yeah, right? I see exactly your point. What should we think about Hazard? I don't own him right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not really planning on bringing him in. I don't think. I, I still own him, and I think anybody who has him, it's you know, you, you're you can only make a move. I think to another premium guy. So I feel like for that much money, you know, now that you know, now that the situation's kind of shaking out with forwards a little bit more here at the end of the season, I feel like a lot of the, you know, the heaviest hitters now feel very much like they're in the midfield, and so I don't know how getting rid of him, you don't make the move to at least to, you know, to Amane, to up to Salah, if you don't have Raheem Sterling, KDB, you know, I feel like that's the only thing you can do with him. But the only thing about Eden Hazard is there's nothing else that they can't do anything without him. Right. So he's a guaranteed Hazard, play. Yeah. The only thing that I think would make you nervous is if 
in Europa League, you know, he ends up playing 90 minutes a few days before a Premier League match. Maybe yeah. then rest you, you maybe. panic a little bit if it's a if the matchup but they can't is right. To. They, but they that's can't exactly to. it. We are at we are at crunch time for everybody here at the end of the season. So uh, at least in this match, you you trust who you trust the the heavy hitters, and Hazard is a heavy hitter. I I I will be sticking with him, but I will of course be very nervous. Ryan, Manchester City three, Crystal Palace one. Have you has there ever been a week where you regretted not captaining? Sterling, Raheem Sterling, more yes than this week. Yes, yes. I couldn't. Yes. I couldn't. You are the Sterling captain guy. I know, and he's been my guy. It his him captaining him has been the difference for me twice this season. Right. right. It could have been a hat trick of 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 differential Raheem Sterling captain picks. <laughs> I just didn't trust it, and right. I think I think I think Hyungman's son threw so many people off this week. Tottenham's matchup against Huddersfield was so juicy. Yeah. No one could get away from it. Yeah. And even there there was plenty of discussion on the FPL website. I know plenty of people were asking out there, should we be nervous that Pochettino will rotate Sun? There was a he had hinted at, you know, we need to rest some people. We need we have a lot of tired guys. So there was a suggestion out there that he may not not necessarily not play at all, but that he could at least not start. So yeah, I think to me, Raheem Sterling is a. If you captain Sterling every match for the rest of the season, I think you'd probably be okay. Brian, last week you said this City Palace match kind of feels like a payback match. Yeah, I mean, you kind of called it then. Not that we're we're, we're not surprised that City won this match. No, but hey, and you said even in our in Slack. In our Slack space, what is that? What we call it? Is that in what Slack, they call it? In our Slack workspace, it just said that that you expected Crystal Palace to score here, right? But not also did, doubted that they were going to score more than Manchester City. I, right? I think that I was. Thought, I thought they would get one. Yeah, Manchester City defensively, to me, is not as strong as Liverpool. Yeah, is suspect in every match. We already know that, and so Ederson Laporte. Especially, uh, if you're to me, those guys are. I mean, since they offer you nearly nothing, uh, offensively, be, right, beside the the potential for clean sheet, to me, I don't know how you keep them the rest of the way. I really don't. Yeah. If you were going to take a chance on someone, you wanted to, you really wanted to roll the dice on Mendy or Kyle Walker. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could see that, but. I just feel like there are better options out there, even on clubs that are not named Manchester City or Liverpool. Agree completely. Listen, Sergio Aguero did not give any scoring returns, mm-hmm. and he hasn't had any in the last two weeks. Well, he didn't play against Cardiff. Yeah, so and he, he didn't he, get anything, in, and he played seventy-four minutes here. Mm-hmm. Listen, he played. He got. 10 points against Fulham, but he only played 56 minutes there. Sergio Aguero would make me nervous. We'll find out more. And, uh, and I want to ask you a question later in regards to Sergio versus someone else, which the thought of this is just crazy, of of who to play over, over Aguero. Yeah, I'm an Aguero owner, and I am nervous. Yeah. I am nervous. He is explosive. But I also know that, well, I tell you this, Brian, I'll know more before Friday. Right yeah. after Tuesday, we're recording Monday night. Yeah, April the fifteenth, we're recording. So after Tuesday and/or Wednesday, I think it's Tuesday though. The Champions League match, we will know more if Spurs or City are through. Yeah, and that will absolutely determine much of our Spurs and City talk. Uh, the other guy I think everyone you know is going to pay attention to a lot here is is De Bruyne. He he finishes unscathed, ninety minutes. For KDB, has finishes a great with, assist. Had, had two assists. Finishes with two assists, and and also, uh, this is like it was more of I I would you know I hate to say a, a vintage just because I feel like that's a corny thing to say, uh, more of a vintage KDB performance here. Six key passes mm-hmm. in the match. Interesting. Uh, and and on target, very accurate with his passing here. I mean, you expect the you know. 
the the back line everybody else is you know everybody else for city here gets ends up with a pretty good percentage but you know kdb 67 passes at almost 90 percent accuracy for the match that's the kind of number you want from him and i feel like it's the it, you, knowing how essential a healthy kdb is to manchester city the rest of the way yeah you want a differential guy? Well, he's 9.7. We can talk about Kevin DeBrana as a differential guy sometime in the uh, towards the end of the podcast. Brian, Crystal Palace. Luka Milivojevic. Oh, you want to talk about him right now? Yeah. Why? Well, I mean, we mentioned him. We can talk about the rest of these guys once once we get to beach okay. or fake beach. Uh, so Crystal Palace, we can put on pause here for a second. Brian, we talked about the Spurs already a little bit. Yep. Next in the table, Arsenal mm-hmm. wins today, one nothing against Watford. Well, I don't want to just breeze past Spurs, Dave, because we should at least say. Well, we, but I feel like we gave them their time. We we need to give as one the more Gunner th- fan. I I feel like we gave them enough time. We need to give one more <laughs> second to whether or not I'll ask you right now. All right, fine. Do you buy Lucas Mora? Do you buy this? Every fantasy owner should be is wringing their their hands about what to do about Lucas Mora. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I know that we're supposed to come on here and have an opinion on Lucas Mora. Lucas Mora is a 6.7. Mm-hmm. He has a massive match. In the, he scored four goals in the last two matches when he scored over 80, when he's played over 80 minutes. Look, for whatever reason, he hasn't gotten playing time coming down the stretch here, mainly because the Spurs have been kind of been healthy. All of a sudden, he gets a chance again, and he's on fire. And granted, it was Huddersfield. Okay, so I'll, we also got to look at it through that tint as well. Mm-hmm. But look, form's form, regardless if it's against an under eighteen or if it's against Huddersfield, which some might say is an under twenty-one team. Sorry, Huddersfield. Yeah, but it is what it is. I don't know. I, I I'm not ready to to, to dive in on Lucas Mora. But I, it would be hard for me to fault anyone else. I, look, was Kane out? He's going to be playing up there. Yeah. Right? Kane has, still has an unknown return date. Yeah. The, the rotation risk, I think, is gonna, it's going to factor into everybody's decision, decision-making here. I don't want to just keep saying, well, we'll find out after Champions League, find out which, which between City and Spurs are, are knocked out. But yeah, I mean, I think it's it's not like there's a you know Delhi with a fractured hand is gonna probably be back at some point. You know, there there was a question of whether or not he may be able to make it, but the fact that Sun rested, and the fact that this is you know that that Sun is the one everyone was counting on here, and he gets four minutes. I got burned. Or three. Oh. Sorry, he gets three minutes. Some and we anyone who owned him got lucky. Yes, I didn't have the balls to not captain him in this match, as did neither did like the top six or eight in our in our mini league. And I would think he was probably a very popular captain pick for anyone who had him. He was. And so no, I mean I think this is going to be. I think you know again you're going to have it's it's rotation risk up against the crunch time of the last five matches of the season for Spurs. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I, to me, I still don't think any of them are a bad option. I honestly don't, I don't hate the idea of getting Yorente, but yeah, I, I feel like if, if you had to, if you had to, you know, if you didn't have the money for Sun or Erickson, and you wanted to get in there, I think, I think Mora is, yeah. is not. Uh, I think you know, you, you obviously can see what he's capable of. Is Correct. he going to do this again? I would doubt it, but. Yeah, he's going to make everybody nervous that doesn't have him the rest of the way. Their schedule, once they play Manchester City, they're they're okay. Yeah. Brian, let's move on to the Gunners. Arsenal wins one nothing at Watford. They get their first away win in the Premier League. They, fir- they get their first away sh- clean sheet. Yeah. All it took was the dumbest play of one of the dumbest plays of the Premier League this season for them to have the advantage they needed, and they still almost conceded a goal against Watford. Yes, they did. Dave, Alexander Lacazette gets zero minutes Wow! here. Yeah. You are a Kolasinets owner, are you not? I am. And did you expect him to play A, some minutes, or B, 
zero minutes. C, all minutes. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. Why? Why wouldn't he play all minutes? Well, because of your manager, who <laughs> likes to. I know people are joking that he's the new Pep, but I don't know that it's that bad. And uh, but yeah, Aubameyang comes in. You here. know what it is? I mean, it's Europa League, right? I mean, he's he's he set multiples that he'll that will be starting at Napoli, mm-hmm. and he fell into that. Well. I know plenty of people who are expecting Lacazette minutes were probably sorely disappointed to see him on the bench. Unless you're at Mini League Drew. Yes, I'm sure there are plenty of people whose first or second bench player coming in. Uh, it's Fraser or Brooks. Yeah, if you if you've got them or Nathan Redmond or somebody else, <laughs> be- you know some of the people who benched. Uh, oh, I don't know. I saw a couple people responding to FPLs official twitter about you know they had benched mane yeah which is an insanity who benches mane i don't know either way dave this is exactly what we have talked about repeatedly with arsenal i don't and i thought why there there is no reason that this is not just going to keep happening no it will and so this honestly makes them completely unownable i own kolashinitz and and uh i would also right now dave like to say uh, for all of Aubameyang's uh, big chances missed, this gift of a goal yeah. makes up for four of them. <laughs> the goal, a goal like his, that, his hustle never happen. happen. Yeah. Never. Yeah, I know. And in fairness to the announcers, to credit to Ben Foster, who's been mostly excellent this Most season, of the year, sure. does not make that kind of mistake, and he just played it as poorly as yeah. possible. So. A few minutes later, Troy Deeney. Physical. I respect Troy Deeney, even though he likes to, to, this is not a basketball podcast, dunk on Arsenal any chance he gets. Mm -hmm. Is running by Lucas Torreira. Gives him a little business Mm -hmm. as he's running by. Yep. The problem, Brian, is Lucas Torreira is the shortest player on Arsenal. Yep. He's a wee tiger of a man, Mm -hmm. but just a little, little short. And as Dini's running by him, he gives him a little business with his forearm, hits him in the side of the head. And unfortunately... Someone saw it. Linesman saw it. Sure did. Torreira embellished. Torreira embellished. Now, a lot of people people are saying, hey, it's probably a yellow card. Mm -hmm. Now, the letter of the law, as as someone clearly pointed out on NBC Sports, letter of the law says, if you follow it, any type of physical contact like that and or you don't have to make contact if you threaten to mm-hmm. to make physical contact especially the head or neck not including if you're not making a play on the ball mm-hmm. is grounds for or violent conduct and violent conduct is considered red card yep so by the letter of the law that was okay and look dini that's not necessary come on man agreed we will give him an award in just one second. Just to wrap up Arsenal so we can get through the big six discussion, we will come back to Troy Deeney in just a second. Is there anyone on this, on your own club, Dave? I know you've said you did not. Has your mind changed at all after a 1 0 result and the first away clean sheet for Arsenal this season? It gives me a little bit more faith with Lino. Okay. Maybe. In other words, like, like he's not going to get subbed. <laughs> Lino. Czech's playing in Europa. Lino's playing in Premier. Lino is not going to get subbed. Okay. That's the one guy. Yeah. Mustafi, Koscielny, you're not Nacho. Nope. Not even bothering. Nacho's interesting. Well, only because he's Nacho. I I agree. I would not. I think I would want to stay away. And and Europa League is going to be a consideration for how many more weeks here? Well, we'll find out this week if they move on, but... I think they will move on, and so it'll probably go on for another four weeks. Are you going to have enough guts to own Aubameyang or Lacazette? And I don't think... I, I If you own Lacazette and your first bench player coming in for him is trash, you're furious right now. And that could be plenty of, of yeah. people. And if you're a Aubameyang owner, yeah, you're probably happy. He could have done better even with some of his other chances. He, he, you know, he had some other good chances here. Probably should have had more than one. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, for whatever reason, this Arsenal team decides to to do this. 
to me, this feels like a, I don't think I want the headache. No, I don't. I would rather there, take the risk. I would options. rather take the risk on a higher on a higher ceiling. I agree completely. Wrap it up here, Dave, with Manchester United, who, of all the lucky things that happened for anyone this weekend, the luckiest of all luck Paul fell, to, to, fell to Manchester United in their luckiest luck against West Ham and leaving with a 2-1 victory. It's a shame because West Ham played a heck of a game, right? They did. We don't have to talk about them, but Felipe Anderson was excellent here you for the first time. knew this would happen. Was per- yeah, it was the per- second you sell him. Perfect time for Felipe Anderson to look great. <laughs> Um, no, they, I feel like, you know, we, it seems like the penalties were, uh, well, at least the first one was suspect. I thought they were okay. You were okay with with the calls. Uh, I know, I know there was a a few places out there who were looking, you know, people were looking back at the possibility of Pogba, Pogba now back on everyone's radar, uh, as he, you'd expect that he would be after a brace of penalty kicks. Dave, do you care one bit? about Manchester United, anyone other than Paul Pogba. I'm going to keep my eye on Rashford. Okay. But that's probably it. He's not injured, doesn't have the death, the triangle of death on him. And he looked amazing when he finally got in the match against West Ham. He had 35 minutes against West Ham. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to be keeping my eye on on Rashford. And, you know, you, you look at their weeks. They got two matches... In this, they have two games in this match week at Everton, home to City. Then they then they're home to Chelsea. But Brian, they finish up. They're at Huddersfield and home to Cardiff. Mm-hmm. Brian, there's some goals in them their games. Yeah, and that's the reason why I think even on this double week, I, you know, I, I'm plenty of people. I was one of them. Uh, moved Pogba out uh, of their lineup. I'm sure once his form dipped enough that. Um, Hold on. With your great week, you moved him out? I moved him out a couple weeks ago. So I've had... Oh, uh, okay. So he wasn't I, on your bench. No, I didn't... You, yeah, you moved him I'm out. I'm saying out. I had moved him out of my squad gotcha. entirely. I sold him for Hazard a few weeks ago. Got you. Roger that. So, yeah, disappointing to not have the points. I'm sure everyone would have liked to have had his 16 or whatever he scored. However, we have said it already... Matic and Herrera, whether or not they're back, how soon they're back. Matic, I think, was sick. I believe it was illness, not injury this time. So sure. he was uh, he was already a doubt coming in. Ander Herrera is also a doubt. Yeah. Uh, no timetable for his return yet. Matic is definitely closer. But yeah, healthy Rashford, I think, st- is better than uh, not having Rashford out there at all. So I think, yeah, I think Pogba for sure. Uh, I definitely am rebuying Pogba. Uh, just as a reminder to Luke Shaw, still suspended for the next match of their double week. Uh, the only good one that you could mm. uh, want him for in Shame. there. And even if you did, is anyone trusting De Gea or any of the Manchester United defense? I know I am certainly not. No, I don't feel good about it. Well, Dave, that uh, takes us through all of the big six clubs. I feel like that's a decent overview. If we want to get into any more detail on this, you can call us directly on our personal cell phones to ask us questions about that. But for now, let's go straight to the other clubs here. The teams that are trying, uh, as it were, to not be the last hiker in front of the bear. (laughs) Okay. Right. Uh, In a little segment we like to call Beach or Fake Beach. Uh, Dave, I would like it to be Beach or Plastic Beach, named for the Gorillas album, but let's compromise. We'll call it Fake Beach, but you can play the track Welcome to the World of the Plastic Beach from the album Plastic Beach. Wait, there's music behind this? Can we, can there be? Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, yeah, sure, why not? Well, great. Yeah. I think having a song with Snoop Dogg in it is an adequate replacement for Scott. Understood. Dave, I want to start by saying this. Dave, here's what we know. We already talked about the top six. We know for sure, and even thinking defensively here for the clubs that are playing against those teams, Liverpool and Manchester City cannot let up for one second. Never. You would also say the same thing about the rest of the big six clubs Correct. here. So we already talked about our concerns with everybody kind of out of there. Fighting for seventh. Watford, Wolves, Everton, Leicester. 
And all four of those clubs have a legitimate fight for seventh place. I don't know if Wolves have their hearts in it. Well, let's start with Wolves then, Dave, because okay. Wolves, up to this point in the season, we've, we have raved and raved about just about every one of the key assets for Wolves. But I think we can easily agree that the best we can say about them, especially in this double week, is who knows? Exactly right, Brian. In this double week, they play home to Brighton and home to Arsenal. You love the home. Arsenal has not been good on the road. Even though they got their first clean sheet, they have not been good on the road. Mm-hmm. And the home to a Brighton team that just got demolished. Right. Dave, will anyone that matters for Wolves play both matches? That is the biggest question. Because yep. last time they had this, they did not. Will they even play 60 minutes if they play? I don't know. I because not... you know what I watched this week? Tell me. I watched Matt Doherty sub off at 59 minutes. I know that. Because he got you zero. He got zero. And the only way you get zero is to play for not 60 minutes and concede a goal. Right. That okay. gives you a one for minutes sure, and a sure. minus one for goal conceded for a total of zero point right okay that to me is the i like look i know as as people are making their transfers jimenez is a juicy juicy transfer raul jimenez is currently the fourth most transferred in of all players going into this double week. i get it and i know you want his points and last time i feel like he was a bit lucky to get as many as he did in the right. double week. But no, look, uh, Diogo Jota has been a popular choice up to this point because of matchups and because of his price. I think you know what's going to happen. Doherty is still Doherty is still of you know of all the of all the defensive players that are available out there. Matt Doherty is fifth most owned defender of all defenders. He's still over twenty percent of ownership. He's owned more than Trent Alexander Arnold. Wow. So. This is like, I feel like this is significant for this double week that so many people are putting their faith into Wolves whenever we already know what the possibilities are. Yeah, I tell you, I think they're risky. And obviously, look, most of what I say almost always is proven incorrect. So you, you're, you're best hey, on, off man. to just go the opposite way of most of the things I say. Don't shade yourself. But look, let's be honest. The people who want to criticize us, Brian, for getting things wrong, what predictions are you making? What predictions are you making that are so right? Okay? Come on. We got we we have to make predictions about something. I think it's sad overall for the rest of the season because we know for sure before they play Liverpool in week 38, every other match that Wolves have here, I'd say, is good. I think playing Arsenal at home is fine for them. I don't think that's a I don't think that's a, a negative in any way. I agree. But I think the obvious the obvious guy here is Jimenez. Yeah. And whether or not you want to throw I just, more of your weight behind other Wolves, Jota or Matinho or uh, a bunch of people are transferring in Willie Bowley. Uh, Willie Bully cracks the top 20 of transfers in. I don't trust the Wolves' defense in these matches. I, I agree. Like, they might beat Arsenal, but I don't think they're going to shut out Arsenal. Look, it could happen. It just doesn't happen often, even Look, against the top clubs. And you know how it is here, Dave. You're looking at If you're looking at the last six for Matt Doherty, for example, he doesn't have more than two in any match. Yeah. He has four ones and a zero. In those in the five matches that he did not score two, right? That is the worst. Yeah. So if you uh, you know likely the people who have him already have him. I mean, I'm sure there are, there are some people who are buying him for the first time, but uh, this is a this is a tough one. I think Wolves are at, are at the beach. Do you think they're at the face oh, beach or the beach? I think Wolves are. I think Wolves are closer to the fake beach because I. It can't be closer. You're either there or you're not. You're either on the plastic beach or you're on the real beach. I am putting wolves on the fake beach. How many times is this gorilla going to play behind us? Well, you can fade it out. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I think think that they are not at the beach yet. Okay. I think seventh place for them 
is such a is such a massive victory for so their the, so for their return to the to, to the top tier. Okay. I think they want. I think they can and will push because right. they are within. Because it's they have real points to do it, and they have the matchups. Other than Liverpool, they have the matchups to do it. Leicester City, Dave. That's the other. Uh, that's the next place we can go. I stand by my Leicester offense statement from. A I agree. Weeks ago. I am not anxious to sell Vardy, Madison, or Kielman at all. No. James Madison still leads the Premier League by a mile on key passes. Amazing. He has 94. He's nine stud, more. Man. Nine more than Eden Hazard. That's like a whole game oh. more. And think of the minutes that he hasn't played. Agree. James Madison. I still love Telemans, even though the Leicester City's offensive players did not give any scoring returns this past week. I am in on Telemans. I am still in on Vardy. I think you. I mean, I think credit goes to Newcastle here more than anything. I don't. I feel like everyone was so on Leicester City coming into that match. It was Leicester at home against Newcastle, who just had recent, who just two weeks ago didn't blow it, but struggled against Crystal Palace a little bit. So I say, and this is why I wanted to add in maybe, like, not at the beach. I would say Leicester's not at a I think fake we can, beach. They're I, not at a beach. Me, they're, I, they're not. They're business time. To me, they, yes, I agree. To me, they are not at the beach, and I am content holding, especially this coming week, yeah. playing against West Ham United, who we'll get to. Uh, the one thing, as I am a Ben Showell owner, there are plenty of people who are Ricardo Pereira owners that are out there because of their positive matchups here for the past few weeks. Just, I mean, okay, yeah, hindsight is great and all. They just one clean sheet for Leicester in the last thirteen matches, and that yeah. was against the, uh, that was against Bournemouth at yeah. home like five weeks ago or whatever it was. I have zero confidence in scoring returns in any of them getting clean sheets. Clean sheets. Yeah. But Chilwell and Pereira, it does not change their potential for attacking. So to me, that's you know you're not buying Harry Maguire, you're not buying Johnny Evans. Plenty of people, I'm sure, threw their money at uh, at West Morgan after he scored in consecutive matches. Uh, that ship has sailed. Uh, so, to me, you know, if you want to do that, it's just Pereira and Chilwell. Chilwell are expensive, and you're not counting on anything from those guys the rest of the way. Dave, what do you say about Everton? I say <clears throat> Everton. I think had a wake up call. So they had a they played a beast of a game against Arsenal. The week before, mm-hmm. and then this past week they lose to Fulham at home to nothing. Would so you would blame uh, you would blame uh, they we were got, we got this yes absolutely this is looking looking past yep to next week yep this is looking past to next week hey let's get through this and because we got Manchester United at home yep in two weeks we'll just roll in there to Fulham and yep. take care of business and it's not going to be a it's a pushover I absolutely think that. And I, I would be very careful, Manchester United, if the Everton team that played against the two games against Liverpool and that played Arsenal mm-hmm. two matches ago, if that team shows up against United, United is in for a long day. Well, the one thing if you're an Everton player owner here, you do not want Cinderella to remain the pumpkin. That's how the story of Cinderella goes, right? Again, a couple weeks ago, I I said I thought maybe the window was closing on the usefulness of Everton's defensive players, which they've been. I mean, no no defense has been hotter than Everton's defense. Exactly. I just i I still think that it's. I still think the window is closed. I do. However, I didn't think it was going to close against Fulham. Do you know how? panic click close I was to swapping out Declan Rice to bring in Seamus Coleman this week. Wow. I would have regretted few decisions more than if I had watched Seamus Coleman get a one or whatever it was. Did he get two against Fulham? Brian, the easiest match that Everton has had in the past seven weeks was against Fulham. Right. And Um, that was the match that they lost. Up until that point, they had had Seven clean sheets in a row. Those include Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool. We agree. Everton Football Club is on the fake beach. Yes. At minimum. Absolutely. They are, they are on the fakiest of fake beaches. This is 
this you I don't not, I don't think you're counting on Everton necessarily to just go bonkers or to go you know to do no to do greatness the rest of the season. However, this is not an Everton team that is going to lay down. Agree. Thank goodness for the seventh place battle here. Me, Dave, I trust Gilfie Sigurdsson alone. Of course you do. In here. Um, I you could, have, I you own see, a I Love Gilfie t-shirt. I own a Gilfie Sigurdsson t-shirt. Uh, I could see an argument for Dominic Calvert-Lewin here. Yeah. Uh, no fewer than 73 minutes in the last seven matches for DCL. Two goals and two assists in that time. And for 5.4 pounds, you could do way worse. Um. I really, again, I don't know what you do with Richarlison if you don't if you don't have him. I really don't think you go to him. No, um, and that's why to me I think you have a a really good cheap option at forward here, and you have Gilfie Sigurdsson, the rock of Iceland. I, I think don't that's what his hate name any of that, but I just would only want to trust their defenders, which is crazy oh, to say. Wow, that's a that would be an interesting bet. That would have no consequences whatsoever, whether or not like the, for next match week. Or if there was a way to to turn that into a, like bet. to quantify the defense versus the forward, I mean, but there is do, no way; it's too complicated. Let's do, just forget that I even average. said it. Yeah, sure, that'd be way too complicated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk one more thing about Watford, Dave. So, first of all, we said I want to. We have a one thing to do uh, for business time for Watford here. We have a. a one more segment we have to do for Watford uh, on behalf of Troy Deeney, who, as you mentioned, decided to give the business yes. to Lucas Torreira. And so, uh, in a segment we like to call the Christian Benteke Wasteful Player of the Week Award, there are guys you could make an argument for. I would say Junior Hoylett could get it for a terrible miss against Burnley when mm. it was still 1-0. It could go to Anthony Knockhart or the entire Brighton squad oh my gosh. for their egg that they laid against uh, against Bournemouth, but they still have a match left to redeem themselves. True. I think this is a no-brainer, though. As you said, this is Cajones Dini that yes. we're talking about. Yes, it is. Not only was it Cajones Dini playing at home against Arsenal, but to but to segue this to what we were talking about, this is Troy Dini, captain, club legend. Javi Gracia called him the best striker in England. Yeah. This past week. And this is Javi Gracia, who said three that he gave three days off after the after the FA Cup semis to get everyone ready because he said we don't have one final, we have seven finals. All of them are focused on the next game. Troy Deeney had a chance to lead his team to a solid hold on seventh place alone. With a game in hand, with one of the best remaining schedules of anyone in that's fighting for the top seven. Yep. As of now, they're in tenth. They'll have the next three finals without their club legend and the best striker in England. So, congratulations, Troy Deeney. Wasteful, you are. Christian Benteke, wasteful player of the week award. And we can sum this up quickly. We've already talked a little bit of Watford. Mm-hmm. They're not at the beach. They are not. But this thing with Deeney makes it difficult. Dave, plug your man. Andre Gray. Right okay. now? Brian, listen. I was going to do it at the end, but fine, I'll do it now. Andre Gray, just hear me out, people. I know what you're saying. You're saying, Dave, you are such a fool. You're so stupid. <laughs> There's no statistics that would really back up Andre Gray. Well, I found a, a few. I found a few. Listen, just just hear me out here. Andre Gray is owned 0.7%. Pretty much means no one owns him. And many would say, well, duh. Why would I? Okay, I get it. Listen, the last five games, three of them were against a big six club. The two games that were not against big six clubs, he gave you scoring returns. Deeney's out for the next three games. They are all business. And Watford playing at Huddersfield and then home to Southampton in this next upcoming double match week? Why not Andre Gray? Brian, tell me this. Do you feel better does Andre Gray have a better chance of outscoring Sergio Aguero in this next match week? Who do you feel more confident about? For starts, I feel more confident. Spurs, City's playing Spurs and United. Watford's playing at Huddersfield, home to Southampton. Who's going to score more points, Andre Gray or Sergio Aguero? If you are willing to bet 
that Gray will outscore Sergio Aguero, then I will happily make that bet on behalf of Scott Wiebe, who I'm certain would take Sergio Aguero here. Even if he wouldn't, I think it would make it would make for a more exciting podcast next time. Sure. I only because of situation, I believe that Aguero will play both. However, I think it's less guaranteed than Andre Gray playing both. Right. Isaac's success is healthy, but a lot of this buildup here has been, even a couple weeks ago, Troy Deeney talked about Andre Gray being kind of like a secret weapon for them. Okay. And so we know, I mean, we've seen good Andre Gray. Yeah. Uh, His sales have picked up a little bit. He's still outside the top 30 of total transfers in of all players but he's still he's getting up close to ten thousand right now as far as transfers in however yeah uh to answer your question i would still believe aguero will outscore him but it would not surprise me one bit for andre gray to to score twice why not the fact that 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 it's that close probably is says enough right says the fact that it even is you could possibly consider it, in my opinion. Well, says look, enough. He said it's not. These are not easy. This is not in two easy matches. This is a double week. Yeah, for Manchester City, you want them twice, not once. Of course, you want them to play twice. But we know what rotation can look like for them. Yep. The games are four days apart. It's right after they have just played Spurs. So yeah, I mean, Aguero. We know for sure. The one thing we can say is we know for sure he's not injured. Right. That was confirmed. That's However, fair. I. Yeah, I don't know. Do you want 60 to 75 minutes of Sergio Aguero against Spurs and Manchester United, or would you take probably two 90s of Andre Gray? That's going to be a close one, Dave. Aguero's going up against two way better defenses. Agreed. We can say for sure, though, I think we agree. Watford is not at the beach. All business. Their their options, though, are challenging. Dini to me was a no-brainer. I was going to add him even for a minus. I was sure. I was prepared to take a negative to bring Dini in yeah. for this double yeah. week. Yeah. Now I am not as quick to pull the trigger on a on minus Andre, for Andre Gray. Gray. Hey, look, if Dale Lefeu is healthy, I know his starts have been shaky here now. He did have an ankle injury after the FA Cup semis, so he misses out here today against Arsenal. I don't know that you necessarily would have wanted him. I'm sure Arsenal would have, or I mean, I'm sure Watford would have rather had him out there than not. But sure. um, if De La Faye is healthy and he can find any kind of partnership with yeah. Andre Gray, it could be good for them. So Dave, the best of the rest, supposedly safe non-relegation battle clubs here. Uh, Let's go through them quick. West Ham United. Beach. They're at the beach. 100% at the beach. I want absolutely nothing to do with West Ham United. I only want players playing against West Ham United. I believe they're at the actual beach and their schedule is terrible. You can't even make the case for them that you might get something. I wouldn't want to trust anyone, not even my favorite player in the world, Felipe Anderson. Understood. Leicester City, Spurs, Saints, and Watford is how they wrap up the season. No thank you. Right. Maybe if you have them at home against Southampton. No. Maybe. No. That's the one thing, but why would you have them that long? You Yeah. Dave, Crystal Palace. I don't know. I'm going They're to They're the hardest for me. I'm going to say fake beach and it's only because of this. I believe that You believe in Roy? I believe, you believe in, in Luca? I believe in their pride. And I'm only saying that because they have three really good matches to end the season and I want to think that they're useful for those three matches. Okay. Uh, will they show up? To me, I think this is why... T- I think w- they're tough to read. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like against City. They looked way off the pace. Until they didn't. <laughs> right, sure. Okay. Zaha and Luka, I think you like, especially Luka in the midfield. Yes. Now that, I mean, 6.4. All he's going to do is keep scoring free kick goals. Or penalties. Is anyone else other than Guaida... Would you consider? Would you no. consider Juan Basaka? Would you consider Patrick no, Van Aanholt? No, no, I feel like there's better options. Uh, the thing we know for sure is that James Tompkins will not be playing the rest of the season. That is right. a confirmation now of injury that will keep him out. I think I'm just gonna stay away from most. Do you do you trust Martin Kelly and Scott Dan in center defense for them? I know we said that last week, but now that we know for sure, it, it, to me, it even knocks Guaida down a little bit. Even though I think he's. Even yeah. even at his price, I feel like it's still 
It's it's Milivojevic if you wanted to maybe go with Zaha. That, that's where I would st- I mean, it's just the obvious stuff. Dave, Burnley. Hey, look, if it wasn't for their schedule going out, I would say Chris Wood is a value, is, is an option. Chris Wood, Brian, he's owned 1.3%. Uh-huh. His last three matches, a 5-11 and a 13. Yeah. Um, I hear you. I think that Burnley is safe, mostly, and that they have a terrible schedule. I will say that they are uh, at, the at the edge of the beach, ready to put their feet on the sand of the beach. I think, I, listen, I, 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 I think Dice is the type to keep them uh, motivated and hungry and fighting for something, but with with the daunting schedule of at Chelsea, home to City, at Everton, home to Arsenal, and and I, I understand that, that ever I, I don't know. Like, that's just for, I don't know how you get up for that. Yeah, especially I, when when you're not improving your place that much in the table, and it's it's just sure you're playing for pride. Yeah, you can do that for one game. Are you gonna do that for four games? Yeah, I I wouldn't necessarily rule out Ashley Barnes. I just know that now that they've kind of swapped form here. Um, the the one thing I will say, at least for the Chelsea match, you know, I don't, I just don't, I don't know that you're bringing in Chris Wood. Over the other options that are available no, for the I price, I want the one thing I will say for ch- at least for Chelsea. Chelsea has conceded thirteen goals from set pieces this oh, season. That's Chris is, Wood territory, which is tied for second most in the Premier League with Burnley themselves. Burnley have scored twelve goals from set pieces, which is the seventh best total in the Premier League. Would you be surprised at all to see Chris Wood score on a set piece or no. any or Tarkowski or anyone else for that matter? No, not really. The other the other defenses that are there, I mean, they can be had. It's not like it's not like it's impossible no, to I score know. It's on just them. Not, but I, you, I you're I to me, I, I, they are in the list of clubs for me that I don't I, I want nothing yes, to do with. I agree. Dave, what do you want to do about the cherries? And Newcastle. How, where is Bournemouth and Bournemouth Newcastle? Bournemouth is at the fake beach. Okay. I thought maybe they decided to go to the beach. I think we even claimed it last week uh, as they got trounced at home 3-1 to one by Burnley. And then they come out and just go to Brighton. And obviously what happened during the week of training is Eddie Howe destroyed them. It seems and, like that, yeah. And or figured out a way to motivate them because they come out and they drop a a nickel, a five spot on Brighton at Brighton's home. And yeah. Brighton usually plays pretty good at home. Yeah. It does make me a, not nervous. I mean, they were really efficient here. They score five goals on 14 shots. Nice job. Um, the thing that makes me a, this, only the slightest bit nervous is that Look, I mean, Everton has Fulham last week, and Fulham show up. I mean, Fulham obviously. I, I mean, they they'll play. They, I think they're going to here, I but think, yeah, I I I still feel like Cherries at home have been completely different all season long. I totally understand why anyone would have gotten away from them going into last week, and why so many people benched players from Bournemouth or got rid of them completely. I have David Brooks on my bench with 12 points. So the first spot on my bench, he's not going to get in and play this week. Yeah. Uh, I think everyone now, we've talked about this multiple times this season, but the Callum Wilson, Josh King home and away form split is uh, is something worth looking at. Uh, tell at, me tell at, me about that. Who well, do, just a Callum who do I want to own when the Cherries are at home. You want Josh King when they're at home. And when they're on the Josh road, King has, I want... Josh King has scored nine of his 11 goals at home. Okay, and when they're when on the road... When you're on the road, you want Callum Wilson, who's scored seven or eight. Of, uh, gotcha. We're, right. we're real scientific here. Sure. But he's scored more of his goals on the road than he has at home. Well, well done. Um, That's some stats for you. Look, Ryan Frazier, I've been behind Ryan Frazier as far as supporting his fantasy Premier League yeah, statistics. Sure a lot of this season and I did not get rid of him in his huge dip in form here not too long ago. So uh, trust me, almost no one is happier to see him score a 16 than me. Um, 
I love Ryan Frazier in this next match. I think, of course, now everyone's going to want to be back on Bournemouth just in time for them to crap the bed again sure. uh, against Fulham. But no, I look, I agree, Dave. I don't think they're at the beach completely yet. They're I think at the fake I, beach. There's still, Eddie Howe said it this week, uh, we still feel like there, it's kind of like an unrealized expectations. We expected to be to do, to have done more here, yeah. and it hasn't quite materialized. I think there still is. I think they can still, because of the schedule, which is amazing. Almost no one has a better schedule going out than they do. Dave, they're, you, they're home to Fulham at Southampton, home to Spurs at Crystal Palace. Yeah, I mean you don't love the Spurs match, but sure. Anyway, Dave, what do you say about Newcastle? Newcastle. After this this win this past week, it looked like they kind of gave everything against Leicester to get that win, and it seemed like they're celebrating a little bit after the win, like in front of their home fans, like it like that was a solidifying match to keep them up, mm-hmm. and that was a big deal for them. So I now think Liver, uh, Newcastle will be at the beach again. Another another group uh, as good as Bournemouth's schedule is. Newcastle's is one of the few that might be a little bit better because they get. Unfortunately, two of the the good matchups they have left are away, but they get Southampton and Brighton in the next two. Then they have to play Liverpool at home, and they end at Fulham. Look, if the I know others have said it out there, we've seen it on the last day. The last day is unpredictable, not just for lineups but for goals. Seems yes, it is tends to have more goals than than less. I would I would like to also believe that they are. Uh, approaching the beach but this is another one that you could talk me into newcastle assets being at a fake beach yes i think that they are at the fake beach i think they're at the real beach starting this week um i this this is the this is what makes it difficult towards the end of the season as a salomon rondon owner i would love to see rondon continue to do well sure Uh, those who have picked up miguel almiron that are hoping for more from him uh, he's been wildly unlucky, I think. He has. Uh, everyone was probably furious to see that it was Iosi Perez getting the attacking returns. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome back, Iosi Perez, this past week. So they make me. Uh, they're, th- to me, they're not like they. They're definitely not essential, but I can see the appeal. Sure, Dave. Is there anyone else that you feel like is worth it? You want to say anything else about anybody that's left? I feel like we've covered everybody who's either at the beach or at a fake beach. And do you think that there's anyone in the relegation battle that's worth throwing out here? Nope, there's no one. Southampton's really popular right now, Dave. So I'll say this. I did pick up Gun this past week as I'm preparing for a bench boost okay. coming up. I think, I don't know, I might, depending on the matchups and what, what develops, I might, I'd have to take a negative at this point. I might make a move or two at the most, maybe a negative four, maybe a negative eight at the most, maybe. But that makes me so nervous to take on that much negatives because you you have to hit in order for those to be worth it. Yeah. And so I'm trying to figure out, because I do have multiple, quite a few guys playing double match weeks this week. So I'm trying to figure out, do I play bench boost this week or do I maybe wait for you know week 38 when I can kind of tune up my bench mm-hmm. and get everyone kind of ready for for maybe even some good matchups coming into that match. I just don't know what I'm going to do yet, but yeah, Southampton I think is absolutely worth a look. They're 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 at Newcastle and at Watford. Now I do not like taking on defenders and or goalkeepers playing away. Yep, and that's the issue for me. Like I got Gun and uh, Allison. Well, I'm going to play Allison. Because I want, I, I feel like that's more of a clean sheet guarantee. But Gunn could get two. Who knows? Maybe they get a, at, at at Newcastle and at Watford. I just don't think it's likely. And I like to yeah. stick with what's the most likely thing to happen. Yeah. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna follow those those ways. But yeah, like Southampton defenders are a little intriguing. I'm not gonna lie. To wrap all this up, Dave, we can start by talking about the possibility of top players and kind of as a as a look ahead as far as the players that we think that you will want or the players that you are recommending that people should have for their club, despite the fact that you are always wrong. 
Yeah, that's correct. I'm always wrong, but I want to throw these little jewels out there just Great. in case you want to take a risk. Mm -hmm. For goalkeeper, my top two goalkeeper plays of the week, Foster, number one, and Allison. Okay. Okay. Ben Foster's Ben Foster club doesn't doesn't make you nervous no, going into no this No way. I think week. it'll be more focused this week at Huddersfield and then home to Southampton. Defender Brian, my top player that I would want this week in defense is a Watford defender. Okay. But I don't know who exactly that might be. Maybe it's Cathcart because he's probably the most consistent. They have a bunch of guys who have been playing in and out, and I just don't know. Who that would be. And then number two in defense would be the Liverpool defender. Yeah. Give me any of the Liverpool defense. Any of them. And I know that that's not groundbreaking stuff. So that that I get it. Moving into the midfield, and I'm going to mention this, Erickson, Christian Erickson, he's, uh, is, is kind of red hot. And he's only owned 8.3%. Okay. And then Nathan Redmond is owned 2.6%. Nathan Redmond in his last nine games – Four of the last nine games, he played against top six clubs. Mm -hmm. In the other five games, not against top six clubs, he averaged 7.8 points per game. Southampton is playing at Newcastle and at Watford. Give me some Nathan Redmond. Now I would say Nathan Redmond for now, uh, Nathan Redmond is still at 5.3. Um, he's been He's been purchased already uh, over thirty thousand times. He's in the top ten. Wow! Over all of pro so in all of FPL for transfers in, I would assume that's not going to stay five point three before. It, it, I don't think it'll go up point two. I think he'll go up to five point four. Is what I'm saying. Got you. Right. But just just as far as as a money consideration, you sure. know, this is uh, if you if you were going to make the move to Nathan Redmond. First of all, I think I agree with you. I think it's because of the schedule going out, Southampton, and because they have to play, because they are they're close they, to the relegation. They, they need zone. they they are not they are not safe yet. They're not every safe. every manager that's not mathematically safe is going to have to keep preaching that to whatever club it is. And Southampton's too close. Yep, and so then it's a but it's a good investment I think for the rest of the season. Nathan Redmond's been really good. I agree. Milivojevic, oh, honorable and, mention. And let me say one more thing about Southampton. Of all the players that they need and are praying will stay healthy, Danny Ings being fit and available for them gives them a dynamic that you can see the product is different in attack when Danny Ings is healthy compared to when Danny Ings is not healthy. Hmm. Danny Ings gets an assist this past week in a link up with Nathan Redmond. So to me, this is this this is the kind of thing okay. that you want to see. And it is good for Southampton going out as long as, you know, it's definitely better for them. It's not impossible without him, but it's definitely better with da Danny Ings, who is not a terrible idea as a really serious differential guy. Wow. Well, I like that. Brian, so anyways, to finish up me listing things that, you, that might be off your radar mm -hmm. a little bit. Strikers, and I know he won't be that far off the radar, but my, my Jamie Vardy. Yep, I think it's a, it's a great play hey, this week, Dave. You can you can already say that he's he is not going to be or that he is off the radar for a lot of people. Take a guess what number of the most sold players this week? How I really? will tell you that Jamie Vardy is on the list. But of guess the most sold transfers out across all players, all positions. Where is Jamie Vardy this week? Is he in the top five? He is. Is he two? No. C1. He is number one. Crazy. Jamie Vardy is being sold 55,000 times so far, more than Harry Kane. That's insane. I agree. That's crazy. Crazy talk. People are going to regret that. And then moving on quickly, and I already mentioned Andre Gray. Obviously, he's not going to be on your radar. I get it. Dave, if you had to pick between Callum Wilson and Josh King, you own neither of them in this scenario. Who are you taking out of the Bournemouth players? Josh King. Going into this next week, yeah, you're a Josh King owner, so you're biased. I'm not. I know, oh, you uh, sold him. Uh, yeah, no, I I own Aguero, Firmino, and, and Vardy. Wow, so heavy, heavy top end there, Dave. A little bit, a little bit. The midfield currently is Sterling, Tielemans, Son, Brooks, and Pogba. Okay, that might. I want to figure out a way to get Nathan Redmond in there, but the second I I sell Son, he'll do he'll do something fantastic. So, um. 
So anyways, yeah, Brian, I just want to mention a few guys that were probably off your radar. Anyone can say, oh, Sterling and, and, and you know, Aguero and sure. Mazard and Pogba. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyone can say, can say that, right? Uh-huh. So I want to do a little off you the radar You were a little uh, Thurston Howell the third there. <laughs> Is that what that was? A little bit, yeah. You ever watch, uh, you ever watch uh, the dog? Gilligan's Island? Oh, no. yeah, sure, yeah. No, he's. I thought the, you were talking about that cartoon with the dog. And no, nah, he's okay. uh, Gilligan's Island. It's the reference. Yeah, no, that, I, I'm not It's sure the how. reference that gets the kids listening. <laughs> Gilligan's Island. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. So, Dave, I think that pretty much takes us to the end. I I like your choices here. Uh, I, of course, you know we've talked about a lot of the obvious guys. I feel like we've given you some not obvious guys. Yeah. Uh, that are out there, and um, and I feel like look. I'll say just as a on one quick fantasy note, going into this past week, I was really torn. Uh, I I feel like this past week changed a lot for the for you know it was a bit of a reset week. You get you know kind of a differential week, and it's I know for a lot of people it's a, the worst time. Uh, those differential weeks really really come in and and punch you right in the stomach. But uh, I don't feel any better going into this week even with all the double double matches and i think what you just talked about is what makes it really difficult i think the obvious choices everyone knows you know you know what you're risking if you're going to go heavy on manchester city you we already saw the number one guy transferred in this past week young men's son plays three minutes no one was counting on that so i look I, f- I feel like there are sources that are out there. Other sites have said it too. I think it's fair to repeat that, look, a lot of the best matchups this double week are for teams that are only playing once. It just is true. And so, you know, overlook the overlook the cherries at your peril. Overlook mm. Leicester City at West Ham at your peril. I agree. Uh, you know, Liverpool is an obvious one. But, hey, these matchups are... You know, everyone's bailing on Eden Hazard. They get to play Burnley at home in the sole matchup, in the night matchup next Monday. Like, that's still a good matchup for Chelsea. That is a good matchup for Chelsea. So, to me, a lot of these matches are, uh, are, are you know, I think the decision is not as clear-cut as just double game week. Man, if Scott was here, he would be, he would be loving it oh. that, to hear me downplaying <laughs> the double week this coming week. The matchups are not as good, nearly as good, as the last double match week. Yep. Ryan, we're out there on social media. All over the place. Fantasy Soccer FC. Look for us on Facebook, Twitter, Patreon, uh, Instagram. Just just look for us. We're out there. Communicate back and forth. We, we love to have that type of interaction with, with people who choose to actually purposefully listen to us, which... As you always say, it blows your mind. If you are an adult human being living on Earth and have a computer, you know how to use <laughs> Google and find us. Uh, this uh, sucked some serious trash today, Dave, but Scott will be next. <laughs> be back next week. Hopefully you found anything here remotely helpful, and we will happily welcome Scott back to the podcast after he's done vacation. There's no doubt. Hey, for the Vancey Soccer FC Podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.